0: This is off Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm joined by John Carroll here in Manchester. Jono, it's fight week. Yes. How excited are you for Saturday night?
1: Listen, I love fight week, you know what I mean? This is what it's all about. The hard work is done, so it's just time to sharpen the pills, get ready and uh, get mentally prepared to go to war.
0: What is fight week like? Because I, I know you're kind of dreading having to make weight on Friday, but with the exception of that, what are you trying to like, go through as a week progresses towards Saturday night?
1: Nah, it's no that waiting, making weight, all that shit. It's like... It depends if you're a professional you know how to do it it's fine it doesn't bother me all that making weight it's just part of the job it's just like you know what i mean so for me i enjoy the whole fight week i enjoy tapering down the training i enjoy just walking on the sharp fast walk and uh, i'm mentally strong anyway so for me it's very easy to kind of get ready for fight week you know this is what it's all about it's the reason why i work so hard for so long in the gym so now it's just time to soak it all in and absorb it and have fun with
0: it talk to me about the scott Cook sport, then. As you, as your weeks have progressed in camp, and from when we did our first interview at the announcement press conference, how has everything gone, and
1: how have you been ticking over? No, everything has been great, you know. I was already fit. and ready, kind of, when I was speaking to you the first time, and um, I could have jumped in and done 12 round fight there and then. But for me now, I just went in the gym and I just learned a lot. Went over the game plan and I uh, had fun. I enjoyed camp this time, and I never enjoyed camp. I usually to be trying to and make weight, and because was, because the fight got cancelled the first time, I was already my weight was down. And then I went over to the farmer camp, so I was walking hard over there. I was training twice a day. Most sparring partners go away and sparring. They just go in and sparring, that's it. You know what I mean? They might hit the bags up and that. I was training twice a day while I was over there. I was always walking, so... Um, it, it's been very easy, this camp for me.
0: What are, we, what are you expecting from Scott Quick on Saturday night, then, are you expecting the version that was a former world champion, expecting one that's just a bit less? What are you expecting
1: from him? No, I'm expecting the former world champion, you know, I'm expecting the world champion. In the, uh, for me, he has a lot of experience and you can't underestimate anybody in this game you know he has a little bit of pop on them hands as well so i just have to be careful i just have to be smart and use my head while i'm in there and uh, yeah fight my fight. you know how are you
0: anticipating playing out between yourself between the pair of you on saturday night
1: whatever way i wanted to go simple are you expecting scott just to be aggressive and look to come forward on the front foot mate if he comes forward and just comes comes at me in the front foot It'll be an easy night's walk. I reckon he'll drain and I'll just, I'll just destroy him late on. And So for him, I think that's a very dangerous game plan, if that's his game plan. I don't know what way he's going to come out, and I don't really care because I'm at the best that I can be. So I'm prepared to, to box, I'm prepared to fight, I'm prepared to do it all, to be honest. Who do you think there's more pressure on at this stage of your careers? Well, definitely not me, because there's no pressure on me. Not that I... I really... I take the pressure pretty well anyway, you know what I mean? It's like water a ducks bag. I enjoy pressure almost because it makes me perform better and half the reason why I took the farmer fight so early on in my career is because I like pressure, I like, because I know it brings the best down me. If you look at me from the framework fight to the farmer fight, I was a different fighter altogether, and that was simply because of pressure, you know? <clears throat> it's like, water can boil your chicken and you can eat, or it can boil you, you know what I mean? It's like, it's one or the other. So, pressure doesn't bother me, but I do think it bothers him a little bit. For him, it's a lot of pressure, because this is a make or break a fight for him. For me, like shit, if I lose, it's like, it don't matter, I'm back, it's like, ah, well, you got beaten by a former world champion, back there drawing boards, I have to build myself back up and all. he loses, he's finished, so I'm still in the games, though. it doesn't matter, I'm still young, you know, it's really, so there is no pressure on me, I really don't care, this is his hometown, he has to fight in front of his hometown, all that sort of stuff, it's all on him, to be honest, and to be, I really don't care about pressure either, you know, it's I enjoy it, so... If he takes it in a good way or a bad way, that's that's up to him, you know, I don't know his mindset.
0: Just very quickly, you mentioned Tevin Farmer there as well. Obviously last time that I'd spoke to you was about a week or so after that. He fought Joseph Diaz and unfortunately lost his world title. What was your thoughts on his point there? Do
1: you know what? I thought he I thought he left his best Baron in the ring. Sometimes he was on fire and sometimes he wasn't. I think when he started making the weight, I think it bothered him a little bit. And maybe just uh, his nutrition wasn't correct or something. I don't know exactly what. But he didn't look the same fighter in sparring as he did in the ring. So, And I was speaking to him after and he said, I just felt like I, I was slow and I had no spring in my step and I just felt a bit like lazy almost in there. So I just think he left his best sparring maybe in the ring, you know, in the sparring, in the training. I and mean,
0: obviously just about two weeks ago now, Tyson Fury defeating Deontay Wilder out in Las Vegas. What was your thoughts on his fight and his
1: performance? Tyson's amazing. I love watching Tyson fight. He's funny. He's mad. He's fun. Uh, and I just... I just knew he was gonna do it. I never underestimated the man. He's just so mentally strong that it's hard to break him. And um, all the stuff that he's been through with the depression and getting off drugs and all that just makes you a stronger man in general. So uh, I knew I knew he was never gonna break mentally. So I knew Warler just had to knock him and spark out to be him. You have to you have to destroy Tyson to be him, or he'll just give you a boxing lesson all day.
0: And obviously we've just had the Anthony Joshua Fott against Kruber Pulev, a
1: mandatory challenger, but what should we expect there? I just expect Joshua to do a number on him, you know what I mean? Joshua seems like he's back there winning ways, he's back to on form, he seems like he's having fun again, so uh, I wish him all the best and I hope he does very well.
0: Well, John, I will leave there now because no press conference, is about to start in the next five minutes or so. So I appreciate your time, thanks for Speeds Boxing Social. My pleasure, thank you. Thank you.
2: This is a guy called Henry, for Boxing Social, in association with Betfred. I'm here at the Josh Taylor Kong Song press conference. Did I say that right? I
3: haven't got a clue, that's the first time I've heard his name actually said out loud. Um, But I think that's that's good enough as you're going to get, I suppose.
2: I'm happy with that then. Um, I'm here with Sonny Edwards.
3: Yeah, you are?
2: Yes, I am. Sonny, how are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good. I mean, woke up at seven in the morning. To come all the way up to Glasgow for this press conference um, you know you've got to play the game I'm buzzing to be on, on, a, on a massive card with some great talent as well you know I think you know if I just quickly count them because I can see the names pretty much every single fighter on that that lineup, apart from Stephen Donnelly because obviously he's Irish was on the team GB team GB of me at some point um, maybe just just before I got on but I'd been up there training and on trial etc so um, yeah like it's a great it's a great lineup
2: happy days um thoughts on the card there's some good matchups on there um we don't know too much about the main event um but do you see it being a routine win for josh
3: yeah i'll be honest with you i haven't actually looked into um his opponent at all i'm pretty sure it's his his ibf mandatory i think so do you know what i mean his cards were played for him I know it was meant to happen at China at one point, wouldn't it? But that didn't happen. Um, probably good. You know, don't want the coronavirus or, or...
2: Do you see that being a legitimate issue going into this fight?
3: I mean, I have no clue, to be honest. I didn't even think about it until just now. Um, I feel like more people die getting run over every day than than contracting this coronavirus. But then again, I am one of the un- uneducated many on the, the, the subject, so I don't really know. Um, but nah, it's it's good that it's over in the UK, it's good that Josh Taylor's having his homecoming, you know, unified world champion, ring magazine champion, like number one in the division. Um, and this should be like, you know, his springboard to pushing on to like massive, massive nights. <laughs> Obviously the previous progress fight was a huge night, I was there. Um, but you know, now he's signed with MTK, for me the best management team in the world. we are partnered up with top rank um, for this fight. You know, Uncle Frank and BT are involved as well. It's just it's, it's just a great platform for, for Josh and then so the the trickle down effect happens, you know, you've got like Lee McGregor, my stable mate, um, from Scotland, Willie Hutchinson and then and then and then me, Nathan Gorman Troy, you know. So it's good for the good for the fighters in the stables and hopefully it's gonna be a good night. I mean the Stephen Donnelly fight with Troy Williamson that got announced yesterday that's A cracker. Yeah, like that's a really, really good fight, like you just got to commend these fighters for taking these fights. Like, Steve Donny's very dangerous. has a great amateur background, but he's also in the category of who really needs him. I mean, yeah, he won the Ultimate Boxer, but you know he hasn't had the backing of, of major promoters. From I don't know why. Um, he's a great fighter, but this is his chance to step up and look at Troy. I mean, Troy's fought on TV a couple times in a row now, um, impressed every single time. I know he's got that draw against Jack Flatley. I was there. Didn't think it was a draw fairly close down the stretch but didn't think it was a draw so look like look at troy giving giving steven the opportunity for his title on a massive show these are what you need man. like and away from this card as well you know you see yard versus linden arthur got made yesterday um like we are just getting so many good fights domestically at the moment and um i'm trying to join in on that party but you know you need a dance partner
2: yes let's talk about you um you're defending a british title on the card um how is it going finding an opponent? It's something you talk about quite a lot, quite publicly, it's something you've had issues with.
3: Yeah, I mean I knew I knew this was gonna be an issue and I got asked about it so many times before I even won the British about oh will it be hard to defend it and that, maybe I was a bit ignorant to the fact like of how hard it was to get the British to out in the first place but I thought nah, do you know what, now I've got the British, people should be kinda of lying up. But that has literally not happened. The only person that wants to fight me is Marcel again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 I can see why, because he got paid very well, you know, to fight me last time. Nah, it's true, let's let's be frank, like, I beat him, I won pretty much every round apart from when I got put down in, maybe the second round I gave to Marcel. Um, not making excuses, they're things that weren't 100%, but I was never backing down from a, a winnable British title, no, no chance. And then people have been offered the fight, people have been offered the fight, people have called for it and then said, Oh, actually, we're not ready yet. It's fucking frustrating, man. But I've said in no uncertain terms you know, to my management, to my promoter, that second to me, I want to defend my British come hell or high water. And I know they don't want me to. I know BT don't want me to. I know...
2: Why don't they want you to?
3: No, I know I mean. But what I'm about to say is they don't want me to fight Marcel again because really, oh, sure. yeah, I want to correct that wrong of getting put down. Do you know what I mean? I want to correct that wrong. I think with two fit hands, I would stop him, I personally think. Um, even near the end, I was getting to him then my hands were in tatters, as you, everyone saw after the fight. But, that's like for me for like a personal reason. I don't think too many people want to see that fight because as soon as I wanted to just box him out, it was levels apart really, I thought. Um, but, if no one else is taking it, I want to defend my British title come hell or high water. Like We was pushing for a world title, the vacant WBO. That didn't come off because the number three accepted the fight. You know, I was sort of next in line after him. Um, which is fair enough, it's fair game. He'd, he's earned a position above me, so he gets the, the priority over me. But that's something I'm looking at in the near future. But for now, I want to work towards getting that British outright because it looks so good in my trophy cabinet. Um, the British board on me the other day trying to get it back, getting sent for engraving and that, but I just didn't trust them to give it back too quick. So I'm just going to leave it until after this fight and then they can have it to engrave it on.
2: Sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about your activities on social media. Social media is quite a hot topic at the moment with all sorts of things that have been going on. Often the advice people give is ignore the trolls and they'll go away. I feel like you do the exact opposite of this and your medicine for them is to sort of go on an all-out offensive and attack them. What do you think about this?
3: Yeah, do you know what? It's a mix of, you know, um I'm... I'm a different type of person. i a lot of people. I'm quite outspoken. I don't care about speaking my mind, and I don't really care at all about offending too many people that much. I think I'm a good person. I think I was raised with good morals, so I tend not to step over the line too far. Do you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I have never, in any capacity, like maybe maybe a boxing rival trying to make a fight, but apart from that, I've never just popped up on Twitter to anyone random and tried giving them stick. It's not it's, that's not me. I'm not a bully. I'm not, but. I'm expected to take hordes and hordes of abuse, which is cool because I find it funny. Like I've had people in my life tell me, no, oh, you need to ignore them, react to the positive stuff," and then I was like, "Nah, man, that's, that's you know." I, I like I like the argument, I like the the banter because I don't take it seriously. Um, but I'm expected to take all this trolling and trolling and trolling, and then I say one little thing back, and then all, all of a sudden, oh my god! Like, but for me, I don't really care. It's not going to affect me getting on these platforms, because nothing I say is ever outlandish too much, you know what I mean? There's going to be no scandals. Might upset a few people or touch a few nerves, but I'm not really asked about that.
2: In terms of dealing with them, though, do you think it's the best strategy for sort of stopping them in their tracks? That's something that's been debated quite a lot recently. How do you deal with trolling on the internet? Me personally, I know a lot of
3: people just block them. um, But me personally, I tend to only really get stick from fake accounts, you know, troll, like hidden accounts. Because anyone that does it off their own account, I will target something in their life. Because at the end of the day, I've not found that, I've not stumbled on these people to do this to. They've been at me, laughing at me, or trying to make a joke of me. All right then, here's a picture of your bird. I'm going to slag her off. And then, oh, now all of a sudden you're upset. Or someone the other month was giving me proper stick, stick. Oh. Sorry about that. Was giving me stick, stick, stick. And then I clicked on his profile and he had his phone number on on his... On his on his bio so i was like all right then whack that on my story say that i'm accepting calls and i think he got about 300 missed
2: yeah i think about half a million people saw that
3: yeah on twitter alone about 120,000 i know on just one post um yeah like tackle them directly man and if they don't like it then what mostly happens yeah they'll start being negative and then they'll even be like oh no it's not fair you're a good laugh or they'll block you and then it's usually you get blocked to be honest because they can't seem to take it but i just don't know why they I don't know why they take time out their day to be negative towards you. Like, have your opinion, yeah, that's fine. But I can have my opinion on your bird. Do so, you know what I mean? I'm not
2: Fair enough, I suppose. Um, did you see the uh, Jay Harris Julio Martinez fight?
3: Do you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was doing a night shift for my baby, so I didn't actually see it all in its entirety. But I've seen enough of it, and wow, what a performance from Jay! I've always said he's so tough, you know. And do you know what? He's one of the nicest men in boxing you'll ever meet. And I know he's. Right now we're at a stage where we could meet very, very soon in our careers and I feel like it'd be one of the bigger fights and I think a lot of people are asking for it, especially after his great performance. And let's be real, let's be real, he put in a better performance than definitely Andrew Selby did and really Charlie did, do you know what I mean? And let's be real, let's be, let's face the fact. I know Styles make fights um, and I do feel like Charlie and Selby would probably be all wrong for Jay, just like I feel like I would be all wrong for Jay. But Styles make fights and Jay is very, very tough, very, very strong and very fit and determined and I think you could see that in his reactions like he was getting caught with big shots and his instant reaction split splitting records just to throw big shots back and that, that that style clearly worked for Martinez maybe he was a little bit outgunned um maybe uh, Martinez had a little bit more confidence a little bit more a little bit more about him and grinded out the win you know and I think a lot of people or everyone was happy with a the win they said one of the scorecards was miles out though and, that, and they probably gave Jay about four four rounds um that's a great performance and it's a great champion against arguably the number one in the, the division right now and someone that seems to be on course to be, you know, like a pound-for-pound pound contender very sooner rather than later. You know, all he's got to do is clean up the other the other titles because he's already got some great wins.
2: Do you find it slightly irritating that people are now sort of saying, oh, Jay Harris beats Sonny Edwards when you've not had your opportunity to be tested at that level yet?
3: Oh, no, I don't really care about that, to be honest, because it's like flavours of the month, do you know what I mean? It's... You have a good performance, you're the best thing since last break, you have a bad performance, you're never going to make it, do you know what I mean, it's just what the boxing world is. But I've always rated Jay, I mean, I mean we spent time together in Ukraine as sparring partners and I was doing his corner, you know, helping him coach in friend, he was doing mine, we was handing each other water, and do you know what I mean, like, so I know Jay well, Jay know, Jay know, we, we, we slept in a, like, two beds next to each other in a room about five metres across, like for three weeks. Do you know what I mean? So we know each other. Like, there's very few people you ever have that sort of build that bond with in, in in your life. You when know, do when you spend like 21 days flat with someone, like, in a room that you've never met before, like. And I really like him, and, and like I said, I've always rated him as a good fighter. But these mm-hmm. fights need to happen. Like we've all, we always said about, oh maybe, maybe we'll fight for a British title or something like that, and put friendship aside, go for a drink after. That. Even like me and Marcel, there's a lot of heat before, went for a drink after. Was on the phone to each other like the week after. Do you know what I mean? It's just, is what is is boxing, man. It's not personal. But I feel like the people outside the boxing always try and make it so personal, and people think, oh, I yeah, touch the nerves, da 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 da. But for me, boxing like is everything. Do you know what I mean? I've dedicated 15 years of my life to this, so forgive me for. Forgive me for not really caring about the line of disrespect I'll give you after you're laughing at me, saying, oh, well, you wouldn't even beat Jay Harris. Like, let alone Martinez. Like, cool, have your opinion, but you're in the firing line then. Do you know what I mean? Like, disrespect gets met with disrespect every single time. If you if you say it respectfully, then it's cool. But if you come across in a disrespectful way, then don't try and get on in your feelings. I respect you. That's good. That's good. Because... I feel like that's, that's the way I am. I mirror stuff, but I take it to the worst. If someone's good to me, I'll be the best I can to them. If someone's bad to me, I'll, I'll take it as far as I can. and I don't care. It's just the way it is.
2: Thank you very much for your time, Sonny. Uh, hopefully, I'll be seeing you soon.
3: Yeah, hopefully very soon. Hopefully, you get my, my interview boxed off sooner rather than later. If I see someone else's interview, though, it's getting cancelled, then you wasted hours.
2: What if it's a really big name?
3: I am a really big name. Fuck you mean?
2: <laughs> Sonny, thank you very much. I'm
4: This is Kuben Castles for Rifle TV in association with MTK Global. I am joined here by uh, unified champion, George Stieler.
5: Hi, no bad. That's getting no bad, mate. That's uh, I know I'm not I'm not last I'm, I'm not it, it's no
4: bad. I know I am not Andy, because Andy was gutted. He's in Dubai and he kept messaging me gang. Andy's a wee
5: bit more high pitched, a wee bit more yeah. like that. And well, he was man, like, "Oh,
4: I you're going to interview good. Taylor today, aren't you?" I said, "You're in Dubai, mate. You're on a beach in Dubai. Don't worry about Taylor today." <laughs> and he went, "Oh, I wish I could have been there. Tell Josh, I wish I could have been right,
5: there." So he does. He's on the beach tanning it up.
4: How are you, mate? Uh, not bad yourself. All, all good. So yeah, you make your return to the ring um, on the May, on the May, May the second. I'm going to let you pronounce his full name now, Josh. Go on, mate.
5: Apinong Kong Song. I believe I've got that down to a T now, haven't
4: I? I think you have, mate. Um, Ben Davidson was asked in that press conference about what you know what he thought about him, and he said he's a very good fighter. What have you seen of him, and how do you rate him?
5: I think he's a very good coach, you know. And obviously, I've seen clips of him training Billy Joe and No, I meant oh, Kong Song. I you Ben. There. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, Ben in a minute. Uh, he's got a great head of hair on him, Ben, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, no, um, I, I've not seen too much of him. I've not. I've only seen maybe three or four clips of him uh, boxing in Thailand. Um, but the clips I have seen he's, he, he looks like he punches hard he looks like he's got some power he's, he's knocking his opponents left right and centre so um, he's got himself into a mandatory position so he's obviously doing something right. 18-0, 16 knockout, so he's definitely carrying a bit of power and he, um, I've got my hands full I need to make sure that I get the job done there's limited footage of him so that can be a, quite dangerous in this day and age but uh, I believe he'll get the job done
4: With so much talk of the the undisputed fight and all this for you. Is, was this bad timing? This uh, this mandatory?
5: No, I think it's. I think it's good timing. I think it's good timing um, because you know new coach, new team, new surroundings. You know, so it's good to get this one. I, I believe I'll get uh, Kong Song out of the way um, pretty handily. Um, but obviously I'm not taking my eye off the ball. But it's good to have us sort of this kind of fight um, with a new team and new surroundings and get settled in properly and then. Get the big fights once I'm nice and comfortable and familiar with Ben and the the, the place I'm in, you know. So, um, I that, that'll be that'll be the plan next. So, I believe it's coming at the perfect time to be honest.
4: Obviously, I was just talking to uh, Ben, da- hold on a second, mate. You're right, zoomed in there. There we go. I was talking to uh, Ben Davidson here, obviously, about we it was quite. Not well publicised, but we knew that kind of you spent a little bit of time with, with Adam Booth and then obviously you were training also with Ben. But ultimately what did it come down to that made you kind of think that Ben was better for your career?
5: I just think the way the way he trained, you know, I seen clips of him training with Billy Joe and Tyson, you know. Um Billy Joe's obviously South Pole as well, he's fast hand combination puncher like myself, good feet work, good timing. So I believe that I believe that it wouldn't be too much different of a of a change for to jump to there and as soon as we jumped on the pads we've each other obviously a little bit of timing issues for the f- first couple of rounds but as soon as the first couple of rounds went over we started clicking and just yelling we were firing off the combinations and i felt really comfortable you know so um working on my feet work engaging my feet all the time my head movement so i just uh, i just knew that's what the the coach i wanted to go with you know i knew he's a, he's a great coach so i believe we've got the perfect man for the job in the next, next part of my career
4: How was your time with Adam? Obviously you spent a little bit of time there uh, working with him. How was that?
5: Yeah, great. Really really great. You know, at the same time, um, Ben and Adam were kind of saying the same things to me, what I need to work on and what I'm good at, you know. So um, it was quite a difficult decision in the end, but I had to go with my gut feeling, which was my first choice, was Ben. Um, The time that I spent with Adam was great. The, The lads at the gym made me feel welcome, and, you know, all the lads in the gym, H and Mick and... You know, uh, Josh Kelly and stuff, all the lads. You know, they all made me feel really welcome at the at the gym down there, Harlem U Bank and all that as well. Spent some good time too, with, with them at the week, and made me feel really welcome. And and uh, Adam was a real good coach as well. You know, it was. Just, um, I just felt you know I go with, go with my gut instinct and uh, and that was Ben, so um, I had to go with it. Yeah.
4: If Ben was still involved with Tyson. Would this be been a different situation with you? Obviously the fact that obviously he's training Billy Joe again now as well, but if he was still involved with Tyson, I'm just talking from a kind of a time scale and um, him being able to dedicate his time. But if he was still with Tyson, would that have made a difference here?
5: Uh, probably no not because I don't believe that um Tyson would have been boxing sort of around the same time as me. Uh, if I was, I may possibly be on his, his undercard. So um <laughs> I be getting I'd be getting the time Anyway, you know, be on the same the same sort of time a lot time slots that we get in the gym. So I don't think it would have made too much of a difference. You know, um, I think that was one of the, one of the issues we had them as well. There was just too many fighters in the gym. You know, so um, I just I, I like sort of close work all the time. You know, so it was that's uh, I had to go, I had to go with my gut instinct, and I believe I made the right choice
4: what is going to happen if billy joe gets the canelo fight i asked ben he said his words to me were we've already got something in place i'm sure it's something that you guys have discussed i suggested to him that we would assume that he would be in vegas with billy joe for the canelo fight but is that fair or
5: yeah well i believe it's fair you know he's, he's spent a lot more time with billy joe than me you know he's worked with billy joe for years so obviously that's his number one um Priority, you know. I'm just I'm new on the team, you know. So if that comes around, that's what's going to happen, you know. And, and I'm quite comfortable with that. You know, we've got something sorted out. I'll still train with Ben if he gets the if he gets the the fight. I'll still train with Ben, and we've got something sorted out anyway with the with my with my coach Terry and you know and Jimmy Tibbs and stuff. Hopefully I'll get Jimmy in the corner as well. You know, so that that would be that would be okay. You know, Terry's known me since I was a was a kid. And he's been with me all my fights in the corner as well, so um, it's not too much of a change to be honest. Terry knows me inside out, and uh, I trust him with my life, so that's um, that's it's not it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not ideal, um, but being the first fight, and then you know my, my new trainer's not there, but um, it's it's not too bad of a situation to be honest.
4: No, that's uh, quite a diplomatic, and and that's the right kind of uh, way to look at things, but. New, you look a new person. I don't know what you've had done. You've clearly had something done here because Johnny
5: Bravo haircut going on. Have you oh, dyed Johnny, your hair, Johnny Bravo haircut. Why does yeah. your hair look darker? Does it look darker. Maybe because I've gone paler. I've not got nothing any sun for. Because no, I
4: can see that picture behind you. You've got a few grey hairs in that one. Ah, uh, yeah, no, you don't. Don't start.
5: Don't start. I need to start putting just for men on. <laughs> just for men. You know? But Josh, well, You can talk. You're, going all grey. Mate, how old are you? I'm Thirty, just about.
4: Well, I'm seven years older than you, so let's just, oh, yeah, it's all right. You definitely dye your beard. No, I don't dye it, do I? Because I've got greys in it. Um, New start, everything's kind of new for you. So this is kind of off the back of a brilliant 2019 for you. Yeah. Um, this is kind of uh, time for you to kind of really excel on that world scene like you like you have already.
5: Yeah, it's, um, and if it's anything like last year, it's going to be a, a massive year. Um, You know, last year was... a Best year of my my life, to be honest. You know, a full, a lifetime a, dreaming and believing in hard work, dedication to the sport, and achieving beyond what I believed I could achieve. To be honest, um, it's just uh, unbelievable. So if it's anything like last year, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge, and I can't wait to get going. Quick one on uh, Regis Progress fighting Maurice Hooker. I think that's a good fight. Uh, I think it's a good fight. Um, I think Progress will probably come through that. Um, but I, I believe it will be a close fight. Uh, I think Morris Hooker's very good and uses his range well, so it could be quite tricky, but I think the uh, programme may come through that on points.
4: Josh Taylor, thank you very much for joining to IFL TV, and we'll definitely catch up with you ahead of May 2nd. Uh, live on BT Song, Taylor versus
5: Kong Song. Nice one, mate. Cheers.
4: This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Glasgow to announce Josh Taylor's next fight, which is a May the 2nd against Kongspong, making his return to the ring, finally. Yeah, finally. Nathan Gorman, how are you, mate? Very well, are you? I'm all good, I'm all good. Where you been, mate, where you been?
6: Just been waiting for a date, Coogan. <laughs> I've been waiting, mate. Been back in the gym, I was back in the gym September time. Um, obviously, after the, the Daniel defeat, I had a good seven weeks off, seven to eight weeks off with the family, you know enjoy a bit of family time and I was back in the gym I was hoping to get out last year to be fair you know just before Christmas but obviously they told me the shows was full and they give me this date here in May which on another hand it's given me a bit more time to prepare so here we are now. Just kind of looking back at last summer obviously it was a fight
4: that as fight fans we, we got earlier than anticipated because we didn't think we were going to get that that early but kind of looking back on that now what, you know how do you kind of reflect on that, on that defeat to Daniel?
6: Um, obviously. No one likes to get beat do they, you know. But in boxing you're gonna get beat. It's one, it's it's really one of them things. I'm gonna take it as a learning experience, you know, um, the better man won on the night. You know what I mean? It all comes down to on the night and on that night Daniel got the tactics right and he ended up beating me and I've just gotta I said previously in press conferences the loser would be eighteen months behind. I'm sticking by that, so I'm gonna be eighteen months behind him now, you know, I'm just gonna be away, chipping away and work work hard under the the clothes lights and just get back to where I belong really. Any regrets about taking that fight with Daniel? Um, no, nah, I can't really regret it now, can I? You know, I'm a big believer in what's written, history. You know, it's history now, and you know what I mean. I just gotta look forward to the future. It's been written, this, written, and what's planned out. Absolutely, but like I said to you, it was a, it was a, it was a gamble for
4: both fighters at that stage of your careers, and you always knew that yeah, one would push on and one would be just a little bit
6: back, but. Listen, uh, two or three wins and you'll, you'll be straight back in the mix anyway, Nathan. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're hoping for, mate. You know, obviously, two, two or three good wins, you know, I don't... Me come back fine. you know, we're not, we're not expecting a nugget, you know, a six-round fall-over job, you know. We want someone what's going to be half-decent, someone what people's heard of, so we can get back out, you know, hopefully get the win and push forward.
4: Absolutely. It's good to see you back, Nathan, anyway. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, I'm going to ask you about uh, the, the highs of Las Vegas a week and a half ago. Uh, it's your family, uh, yeah. Tyson Fury, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a stunning win in, in Las
6: Vegas. Unbelievable. He just manhandled him, didn't he? You know, considering Jonte Wilder, well, he is the biggest puncher in history and in boxing every weight term, so it comes to show what Tyson done, you know, from round one onwards. He just ran to that middle of the ring, he just manhandled him, didn't he? He just blitzed him, in my opinion. In every department, he beat Wilder, and it was probably one of the best wins for a British fighter ever, in my opinion. Considering what you know he's gone through and everything, and what what's happened to him in the past to overcome that and do what he's done, is exceptional. Have you spoken to Tyson since he's come back? No, I, have, I haven't spoken to him since he's come back. No, I spoke to him probably a week before he fought Wilder, just wish him good luck and stuff. Um, but obviously, I don't want to he'd be busy when he. I don't want to him and stuff like that. So um, yeah, he, unbelievable performance he done. What did you
4: make of uh, Deontay Wilder's reasons why he believes
6: he lost the fight? For all the excuses he'd come up with. <laughs> my suit was too heavy. <laughs> For all the excuses I'd have come up with a better one, wouldn't you have? Uh, it's rubbish. Listen, if you get beat, it's one of them things. you just got old jans up and say, yeah, I got beat by the better man on the night. That's what happened. It doesn't make Deontay Wilder any more less of a boxer, you know, because the man's incredibly good. He just got beat by Tyson, the better man. And in my opinion, the same lap again in the third fight. That is the fight that uh, perhaps that we all,
4: maybe don't want to see but we are going to see it and obviously Joshua's fighting Pulev but hopefully at the end of the year the biggest fight that we can have in this country and probably in world boxing at the moment
6: is uh, Fury-Joshua definitely yeah yeah 100% agree with you it's definitely like you said it's definitely the biggest fight you know something could go up there one of the biggest fights ever for heavyweight history one of them you know you got Joshua's got four of the belts and all the heavyweight belts now are in England so a big heavyweight showdown be unreal, wouldn't it? I don't think there's ever been one as there for Britain, like that.
4: What One is three and one and two, uh, one is three and, and one is Brick, one two, no, two and two
6: Brits, I, I don't believe there has there to be honest
4: with you, Oh, I don't remember the last time it was, so. Well, if there is, it would be a long time ago, wouldn't it, so it would be exceptional to to see it. Probably the times when your granddad was fighting.
6: Yeah, probably in them times, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so come back to you, Naif, was it a difficult period after, after that defeat of Daniel to kind of obviously suffering your first defeat as a professional to so kind of come to terms with that
6: <laughs> yeah definitely it was a very it's a bitter pill to swallow you know suffering your first defeat and obviously it was a big fight as well and it's one of them things you know I, I had two or three weeks of sulking then obviously when I looked at the bigger picture you know my family and stuff and how blessed you really are when you sit down and look at the bigger picture I, I just cracked on with it really and got back in the gym And I thought you know there's more there's more to life really isn't there, than sitting sulking
4: No, absolutely,
6: and I think the fact that you haven't fought since then, obviously,
4: that will play on your mind. But come May the second, when you kind of probably a little bit of
6: ring rust cobwebs are out, then you'll be back to it. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the idea, mate. Yeah, come May the second, get someone after decent, you know, get the ring rust off, get the blow the cobwebs off, and then push on from there. You know, um, hopefully get the British and Commonwealth titles this year. Absolutely. Any names potentially you're targeting this year, or you you look at and think that'd be a good fight for me? You know something, that's the truth, anyone what comes uh, this year. Like I said before, I'm not, I'm not shy in boxing anyone, so any, of them, any of them, anyone what comes, really. Fair
4: enough. Well, Nathan Gorman, thank you very much for talking to IFO TV. Great to see you back and look forward to seeing you back in action. May the 2nd, live on BT Sport. Thank you very much, mate.
6: Cheers. Top man. Cheers, thank you, mate. appreciate, appreciate that. Thank you. Thank
4: you.
2: This is a guy called Henry for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm here with the man, Ben Davidson. Ben, how are you doing, you okay? I'm very well, how are you? Good, thank you. Can I just say, I've seen you on telly a number of times and your hair is even better in real life.
7: Thank you, that's a big compliment. Thank
2: you. Not a problem. Um, let's talk about what we're here for, Taylor Kong Song, your friend Glasgow. Yeah. General thoughts on the fight.
7: Um, yeah, I think he's a good fight I think that Kong Song really, really does have a, a hell of a lot of potential I'm not just saying that, obviously I've studied him I think he's a, I think he's a very good fighter I think he could be a big star coming out of that That The next big star coming out of that part of the world um, But obviously it's my job to make sure that Josh does a good number on him And uh, prevents that from happening for the immediate future But I definitely think that Kong Song's a, 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 real, a real fight A real
2: fight this is your first camp together you've obviously just started working together like any relationship is the beginning the most exciting period
7: yeah you've got to grease them up you got you can't just go straight in for it can you you've got to whine them you've got to dine them so now we've been through that phase and uh, you know we're, we're down to the nitty gritty and uh, he's made some he's made some good progress
2: you often hear fighters saying the best of them is yet to be shown you see it in the gym have you seen anything of Josh so far that maybe people haven't seen in his fights and he's shown a lot? Uh,
7: I haven't seen that yet um, because it's the early part of development. We've, we're focusing on you know, making his strengths, super strengths and bringing his weaknesses up to strengths. So, um, you know, that's not a complete progress yet, uh, but hopefully we'll see that soon.
2: What are your initial thoughts uh, of Josh as a person? I imagine you wouldn't just work with anybody, let alone boxing talent. Mm.
7: Yeah, he's he's, he's a good lad. Uh, And that's, that's, to me, that's just as important as how he is as a fighter. I have to have a connection with a fighter to really put the effort that needs to be put in. in. And um, he's a great lad, get on with him and uh, pleased to be working with him.
2: When he told you um, that you got the job, did did he tell you any kind of special way?
7: No, he didn't. No, he didn't take me out for a nice romantic steak or anything. No,
2: really, that's, that's I'm surprised. A
7: bit disappointed,
2: but I'll let him
7: off. Um,
2: quick word on of uh, Fury Two. Obviously, we couldn't miss that out. Sorry about. Sorry about that. Um, obviously, uh, I think everybody saw you ringside in the first fight. How emotional you were. How connected you were with what was going on. What was it like having less control and having to watch it from home?
7: Yeah, when I'm not able to give advice to a fighter that I feel needs to be given, I get very nervous, very nervous when it's somebody that I care about and that, so uh, it was difficult for me to watch, but, um, you know, obviously I was over the moon and, and um, so pleased for Tyson to, to do what he'd done, because we've always said, everybody that, that knows Tyson... And believes in Tyson's always said what his capabilities have been, and now he 's shown that you know he's achieved something that i don 't think any other heavyweights achieved in terms of owning every single belt at some point in his career and um, you know people would say oh, this lineal title thing is, is nonsense, but he's proved it he's the number one he's the number one by far, and uh, he's cemented that now
2: I really enjoyed your BT sport analysis um, fantastic the pre and post shows. Um, I actually remember seeing the first one and thinking, God, Tyson's lost a hell of a lot of knowledge on the corner, but I suppose he's taken a little bit from everybody he's worked.
7: Yeah, of course. You know, look, t- even going back to Tyson's amateur coach, to his uncle Huey, who, uh, you know, people forget what type of fighter Tyson was at the very beginning of his career. His uncle Peter made a great adaptation, made him this unconventional fighter. And then when I was working with him, I was always very wary of, and I actually had this discussion with Tyson about sort of conventionalizing an unconventional fighter because... Like Nazim Hamid, Emmanuel Stewart, when they partnered up, it just didn't quite work because they tried to conventionalize an unconventional fighter, and I was always very wary of that. Um, but Tyson was adamant that he wanted to make the adaptation to his style to be more aggressive, so he wanted to work with Sugar, and and Andy, of course. Um, and I think that it worked out to be a great decision because there were small elements, a couple of things, like I pointed out in the in the post-fight breakdown. His lead hand position, the way he was throwing his jab wasn't an occupying jab. He was looking to do damage with that jab, punching through the target with the jab. But the most important part of that was his distance and timing was great on the jab. And, but he kept that unconventional style of his. As I pointed out, when he went into an attack, he, at one point he went into an attack as an orthodox, switched to southpaw and switched back to orthodox by the time he finished the combination. you know That sort of un- unpredictability you can't prepare for, and that's an important part of Tyson's game.
2: Thinking about um, those shows, the analytics that you did, the anal- analysis that you did, sorry. you two seconds there. Um, do you, do, you want me to do
7: it now? We'll come back to this and edit it. You can do it.
2: We Wait, two more minutes.
7: Go on, two, two minutes.
2: Thinking about the analysis you did, I found it uh, reminiscent of a young Gary Neville coming through in the media. It was that good, I thought. Um, the impact he made on football. Um, how tricky was it for you I presume that there were things you didn't want to give away that you'd noticed. Um, How difficult was it for you to strike the balance between being uh, informative and giving insight but not maybe giving too much away?
7: Yeah, if you noticed, the the, the information that I gave was mostly on, I was talking about Wilder, where he was dangerous and Tyson's defensive tactics, which no matter what that person does, if I use these tactics, it doesn't matter what you do, you can't nullify my defensive tactics because if you do this, I'm going to do this, and if you do that, I'm going to do that, so... Uh, that was the way I played it so that they, there was no loss to Tyson. One thing I mentioned about the nose wipe that was to re- make Ty- uh, Wilder's team aware we're still aware of it and we knew about it so don't bother trying it again.
2: And just a quick word on this card, um, some excellent talents on the card up and down.
7: Phenomenal, Willy's are great, they're all great fighters, all of them on there great fighters and it'll be a great night of boxing. Excellent,
2: Ben thank you so much for your time, appreciate it Cheers
7: <laughs>
8: So, this week I'm joined by Barry Jones, Gary Logan, and Jamie Moore this week. You two sat next door to <laughs> each other. Still a bit of beef? Could we be announcing a, a rematch? I hope not. Well past
9: that now, Anna. <laughs> well past that. Not no, tempted at all. No time. chance, no.
10: To be to be fair, Jamie didn't recognise Gary. We had to sit him down. And they, oh, I remember you. Though, he said.
9: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <amazing>. Cold, cold. <laughs> it's good
8: to have you, Jamie. Um, what have you been up to? What's going on in
9: your stable at the moment? You've got a fight this weekend. Yeah, I've got uh, Akib Fiaz. He's on the matchroom card in Manchester. So it's his first outing on the on the big stage. So it's a nice little platform for him. The um, <laughs> week after that, I've got Sean McGoldrick in Cardiff. And the week after that, I've got Mark Leach in Bolton. So that's my match um, finished off. And then it's, uh, Chantal Cameron's just been announced. She's boxing on the Terry Harper bill in Doncaster. So uh, she's, she's just uh, signed with Eddie and um, she should have a world title announcement shortly. It's
8: brilliant, really you've got a bustling stable at the moment. What is it, eight, yeah. eight fighters you've
9: got? Yeah, I've got eight fighters at the minute, and um, you know, they're all all good good fighters. Um, they're all, all nice people as well. There's a great atmosphere in the gym, and uh, just, I just enjoy being around them, yeah.
8: And Tommy Coyle, he, he's left the gym, but I imagine he's still hanging around, and, and his spirit's very much there. Yeah,
9: the ghost of Tommy will <laughs> always be in the gym. I think I don't, I don't think we'll, we'll ever uh, leave it. You know, he came down this week and helped me do the pads and stuff. With- the lads, because Nigel was in work doing his other job as a fireman, so, uh, so Tommy came down, helped us out, did the pads, and loved it, enjoyed it. It's just a shame that he's an hour and a half away, because if he was around the corner, he'd be in the gym with us every day, but uh, he's going to start coming down a couple, couple he's of days a kind week. that
8: of personality, is he? he's, he's always going to be around.
10: I, I, I think it's, it's good for him. He's transitioned from being a fighter to a civilian, if you like. I think he has to be, you know, the, he's not, it's not just cold turkey like a lot of us have to do, so I think the fact that he's still involved in the gym helps him. And I think, you know, he's, he's been around world-class fighters most of his career and Jamie, you know, a world-class trainer, and I wouldn't be surprised that he literally becomes a professional trainer himself. And maybe nick some fighters off Jamie. <laughs> <laughs>
9: you can
11: borrow him. It goes two ways, you either want to be in the gym or you just need time out for a long while. Yeah. So, and so, And that's people's therapy. Even their therapy is to just stay away from the gym, get out of their system or just be immersed into it. And, embrace the coaching side, you know?
8: Well, your fight with Jamie was your final fight, Final, 42nd like,
11: was... and last. Yeah, 42nd <laughs> and last. Done. Yeah. <laughs> That's
8: right, let's talk about Saturday then. Big, big card in Manchester this weekend. Carl wants to know who wins on Saturday, Quig or Carroll? What do you reckon, Jamie?
9: Um, it's a great fight. The, the, the thing for me in this fight is Scott Quigg's been pretty inactive. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't had that many rounds recently and Carroll's one of those fighters, he's relentless, he's not got many stoppages on his record, but he's strong, um, he's a natural super featherweight, um, Scott's not, he's came from super bantam to feather, so the, and, and then to super feather, so there's a lot of questions. Um, the inactivity is one what gets me, I, I think Scott would, generally, if, he, if he'd have had more rounds under his belt, I'd be picking Scott probably uh, to take over in the, the last third of the fight, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure, I've, I'm really, Got splinters on this it's one.
10: It's
8: a cross fight, isn't it, hmm. It
9: is, and I think, I
10: think what Jamie's saying there it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense. And I do think that the high energy of Carroll will cause Scott Quigg problems. But I think ultimately, I think experience might tell. And I think unless you can really hurt Quigg, I think he will literally walk through a wall to get to you. And I think that might be the difference in what's really a really exciting fight.
8: What about the styles? Yes,
11: yeah, the styles mesh really well. We're in for a really entertaining fight. They won't hide. I would probably say, I'd probably say Scott's defence is fractionally better. Uh, he's got obviously he's got the experience. So, um, and he's got that sort of Gallagher really good
9: style of uh, which he's always kept of punching really well off the other opponent's shots, right catching and counting. Jay, do you think? I, yeah. I, I think that might be the pivotal thing mm. in this fight. You know, yeah. sometimes you, you can plateau and, and sort of you. you you don't have that enthusiasm what you used to have years ago, whereas he went away to Freddie, would have learned a lot from Freddie Roach, Mm -hmm. but I think Joe Gallagher's style of training people suited Scott better. And I think going back to Joe now will sort of reinvigorate him in this fight. Then down the stretch, is he going to have that gas because of the, mm. the lack of rounds? It's a, it's a great fight. Yeah.
8: We had a Callum Johnson on the other week and, yes. it, and he was saying that it was like Scott's never been away from the gym, didn't he? He was kind of just saying it's just like having him back as I know,
10: always was. And also because he's such a, a, a workhorse in the gym, I think it's, it's helped everyone around him as well. And mm. I think because you know, he, he has a point to prove because he was top dog for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he's not top dog anymore because, you know, obviously Callum Smith and, and, and the like. So, yeah, I think he probably got a point to prove himself. It, it, but either way, it's a, it's a great matchup, and it, and it can be nothing but fireworks.
11: It's just like when we had Kel Brook on. You know, he was reinvigorated yeah. training again with Dominic and the boys, but also he stimulated them. So it's like, it's yeah, it really works around. It's a proper, really good energy in the gym. So can imagine we that. We on yeah,
8: Saturday night. Um, big announcement this week surrounding Anthony Joshua. We know the day he's fighting. June the 20th at Tottenham Stadium. He's fighting Krupula. Um Harry wants to know, Will Pulev give AJ any problems
9: on June 20th? What do you Potentially, he's a big guy. I've been copied into every single tweet calling me Pulev's twin <laughs> brother. So, uh, so, so I'm keeping up to date with all, all the stuff, but... but Shrunk conversion. P- uh, P- Pulev's he was a big guy, he's an experienced guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he'll beat him but I think he can definitely cause AJ problems but to me AJ's still getting better he's, uh, mm. you know, he hasn't been boxing that long in, in, in the whole scale of things I hope people but forget that do exactly. they yeah, but we, <laughs> we've got to stop using it now
11: yeah, the world can, he's, heavyweight he's, yeah, champion is yeah, a world heavyweight you, you're champion like, a long time ago nobody more than me has got any respect for it.
7: but
9: we, do, 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 got the, got the reason I'm saying that is for this reason is the improvements what he made from the loss to
3: Ruiz
9: into the rematch, uh, Ruiz, yeah. Into yeah. The rematch yeah. was massive. Yeah. And that shows that probably he probably stagnated a little thinking I'm knocking everyone out. Yeah. I don't really need to change yeah. anything. The fact that he I up. I don't need to improve. And yeah. then all of a sudden he's, he's had to look himself in the mirror mm-hmm. and say, I need to make adjustments. And he's been yeah. still young enough and fresh enough and good enough to make improvements. Cool. So we don't know how much better he's going to get. It's interesting yeah. um, because
11: obviously we saw those pictures of comparable pictures of him. Post how big he'd got and then how lean he got for the return. So he knew he had to be leaner yeah. for the return in order to um, be, be more mobile, which he was. He showed, he once again, as you said, he showed us a side to him that we hadn't seen. I think know? the
8: plan is for him to sort of stay around. I, like yeah, exactly.
11: Size. I would say, like, you know, when we had the questions about Fury, oh, does he beat Fury? If he comes in heavier, he won't beat Fury. He comes
10: in around the weight that he's got now, he's got a good chance.
8: So, Barry, how does he beat Bulev? <laughs>
10: I, th- I think the old Joshua yeah. does a better job than, than the Joshua we've seen in the last fight. I, I, I think a little bit of both. I think he, I think he, he won't have. He won't want to get on his toes like he did against there. The, the only word I got with, with Joshua is he, used to, he, got, he, used to, he got he got tagged all throughout his career, but he was so he, had, he was so ferocious that he, he just he would just walk through and just keep landing. He knew that he could knock you out. But after the Ruiz fight, in, in the return, as well as he boxed and he's brilliant, he looked like a man who was a little bit wary of getting hit. And, I don't, and at this weight, I think that's a worry. So I think he needs another confidence-building fight. I think Pulev, of five years ago, was a real problem for him. I think Pulev now in activity in 39, I think he is. Yeah. I think it's a great match for Joshua just to get that, that little bit more confidence again, get that confidence back that he can still take a shot and walk through you. And then I think, that then we'll, we, I think we'll have a better and improved anti Joshua. How good
8: as well to have it back in the UK as well at, at Tottenham. At
10: Tottenham Stadium.
8: Wasn't it with that in mind? <laughs> yeah.
11: Sometimes the gods are good. <laughs> Sometimes the gods are good. <laughs>
8: so You'll be ringside, right?
11: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
8: absolutely. Um, another uh, five percent buy that. Um. That's exciting, of course. It's Dillian White, Povetkin.
9: Uh, Dom wants know: Is a fight a big risk for White, considering the WBC ranking? Of course it is. Every P- fight P- is. Povetkin's P- a world-class operator, past his best, yeah. But he doesn't. He, you know, Dillian White didn't have to take this fight. I've got to say though. Um, I, I like Dylan White. He's, mm. he's, he's, he's a world class operator himself. It's just unfortunate, really, that he's around at a time when he's you know, such high level operators but, and he's not getting his chance. What I want to know the is what you polit-
11: Exactly. Who has he upset? <laughs> he must have upset somebody at one of these organisations because this is the world's most deserving heavyweight yeah. contender. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you're talking about someone just like AJ, very short amateur career. And he's made the best of himself. He's kept on improving, even against fat the other night. Yeah. He looked overweight, but he just had the tools capable for somebody that had taken. You, he looked like somebody had taken a fight on two weeks' notice. H-
10: him and Joshua still managed Him it. and Joshua's a different fight to the first fight now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From, he both, both, sides improved. Of it. From yeah. both sides of it. But I think yeah. the whole thing with, with, with Dylan White that is the whole system. What's the point in having a system when? It's not working. You're not stick to you it, you yeah. can't be. oh, can you long? Can you be number? This ain't. I'll promise mm. you. It's shot the title
9: in twenty twenty one. But but the, the fact of the matter is, from White's point of view, mm. is you know Fiori's busy with Wilder. Um, AJ's got his next fight set up. He can't sit around waiting. He needs good quality I mean, salt rounds. Yeah. And Povetkin's yeah. the type of guy who, all right, he might be past his best, but he's still a stern test. But he's going to probably bring out the best in him because he, he knows is. that if he doesn't perform well, he's he, he potentially... He's just got to keep it long.
10: He was on the keep sofa here, though, and we said, well, what fight would you yeah. think? And, and we said, didn't we, mm. Povetkin was the perfect fight. Yeah. I, just, I think if he's fit... If he's really fit against Povetkin, I think he walks through him. And not what he won't stop him, but I think he'll have too much energy for Povetkin, who's as good as he is. Again, it's another fight like Pulev, who's maybe just on on, on the way on the the slide, and won't have enough pace to keep up with Dillian White, I feel, right now.
11: But I don't think Dillian can get too close for too long with Povetkin, because Povetkin, we saw with Hunter, he only does his damage when he's in close. He can't do damage at range so use, Dillian's already got a world-class jab, just use it, pump straight, get the rounds in, get out, get out of time, if you stop him late, it's a bonus, if you don't, you've got a good win. You make it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was easy <laughs> when I boxed him. <laughs> <So>, uh, <you're
8: laughs> Question about Cali was his night, was it the weekend, oh. um, Anthony wants to know, would you like to see Cali fi now face Charlie Edwards in a big domestic fight? It's <laughs> I mean, a great that's fight. That's been talked about for so long, is not it? Of course,
9: been? yeah, and obviously, again, politics maybe gets in the way a little bit, but, I mean. Chocolatito is, is a fantastic yeah. fighter, you know, he's no a multi, multi-weight world champion, nobody distrace losing to him. Um, but who doesn't love a domestic, might a big domestic clash? Um, I think, you know, regardless of who wins or loses that fight, there's always fights for them again to bring there's ways to bring them back. So it's not that big a risk. He's um, definitely worth doing and I think they should put the rest together to make it happen. Obviously, Carl's going to need a bit of a break now, a bit of a rest mm. Do you
10: think you move up? Jamie.
9: He looked big, didn't he? He, he? did look he big. big, didn't he? Didn't he big he he's looked big trained. for years. He, and at yeah. the way in a few times in the past yeah. I've thought, oh, he needs to move up. Mm. So so maybe that might be the case. But so does Charla. Yes, that's
10: right, How yeah.
8: did he make the tactics the weekend? Did he just I, get
10: it wrong? I just think that he wasn't allowed to implement anything. I just think I not didn't freeze, I don't think. Mm. But but Gonzalez has got such a smooth rhythm to his mm. work. he and he gets into the groove straight away. That he almost takes to get, he almost takes the play, the play out of your hands, mm. and then you're reacting to him. I think he's very clever at doing that. If you, if um, you, I think
9: Cal, Cal's best asset has always been his strength and his sort of his body punching has been mm. fantastic. Chocolatito doesn't allow you to do that, mm. and also if you're going to beat someone at elite level like that, you need a bit of a better defence than yeah. Cal has yeah. got yeah. at the moment. Yeah. You know, he cups yeah. his hands really tight, and he's nice, but you can't just do that. At
11: there's the no head level. movement. You yeah. know, if you watch him, there's no foot fainting, there's no head fainting but he's got great hands. Yeah. He's got what I call really good Team GB
9: hands. Yeah. All the Team GB boys. But, yeah. He, he started to get his head moving yeah. towards the end because he realised yeah. he had to, <laughs> but he was <laughs> a bit too late yeah, yeah, exactly.
11: Yeah. And also, he'd taken damage. He took damage from the first round. This guy systematically broke him down. And um, it was very much the equivalent. I mean, you look at, you look at Chocolatier. it's 15 years since he's been a pro and Duran was 15 years since he's been a pro, he's my favorite fighter. <laughs> when he fought Davey Moore, a fight that a lot of yes. people thought Davey Moore yeah, was yeah. gonna bring a lot more to the table. Ball, yeah. And Duran, you know, experience did for Cal. but he, as I've said, I did a tweet where he will have learned so much. He would have learned way more than all of his 26 fights he'd given and go, right, this is what I need to do next time I'm at that Interesting level. Interesting to see what he does
8: next. Yeah. Um, back to the heavyweights then. Elliot wants to
10: know what's your prediction for Dubois-Joyce or Barry? <sighs> it's, it's, it's a fight where Dubois could not get exposed, but he could get found wanting against a guy who's just an absolute monster. But I think in the Gorman fight, and I know um, Joyce is not the same as Gorman. he showed an adaptability that we'd mm-hmm. never seen before. I think yeah. he changed the tactic a little bit. Yeah and he used to jab more and got on his toes a little bit. And I just think that he might have a little bit more energy in his work, but it's going to be hard. And if he can't hurt Joyce early, then... No, that's, the, Joyce for me, the big through.
9: question is that... It, it, Joyce is no. not hard to hit. Yeah. So when Dubois starts landing that right yeah. hand, it all depends on how he takes it. If he, if yeah. he takes it and he shudders in, but he walks through it a little bit and starts getting through the first two or three rounds, then it's going to be interesting.
11: A
8: lot of questions are going to be answered in this fight. All coaches, yeah.
11: when we work with a fighter, we, we know what their vulnerabilities are, but we love to talk up their strengths. And one, one day, I was playing on the golf course with Adam a few months ago when he was working with Joe. He's like, oh, we've been doing this in the gym with Joe, and he's doing really well, and you know, he's got a good chin. I said, ah, stop it. I said, against Dubois, Dubois for me is the most talented British heavyweight. I think he's technically more talented than AJ was at the same at that time, at that time of his career. And he can bang. And so I said to him, "All we need to know is can Joseph take that shot? If he takes that shot, takes that big one on the chin, smiles at him, starts walking through it, then we'll know. But if he can't take that shot, if he can't take that shot, he's in for a really rough night because so Dubois win. is really good. Dubois
9: for me. Yeah. 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 I, I'd probably just say say Dubois, but it's not with any confidence because heavyweights isn't yeah.
10: it? Yeah. But isn't, it, isn't it crazy? Like Joe Judge is an Olympic silver medalist. Yeah. yeah. And we're betting against him, and it's just—it's just crazy. I, I think that, and that just shows the, the depth of talent we have, especially in the heavyweight division yeah. in the UK. We're spoiled for choice. But Dubois really, yeah.
11: turned pro very early, and he's de- under Martin Bowers. He's developed. He changed his game plan, as we said against yeah. Gorman. I think his jab great. He's jab, I think his jab is fantastic. And his feet—he's feet. His feet he has got re- for a big man. He's got really good feet. He moves in and out really well. But, but, you, but you could see with Gorman. He was getting, he just wanted to put a beating yeah, on the yeah, Gorman. Yeah, and then when yeah. Martin calmed him down, he started using Set the jab and that took him apart. And
10: that's important, is yeah. That he can take instruction yes. in the fight. It's easy to do it in the gym, but yes. actually in a fight, some fighters just a, yeah. a blanket vision and they won't listen to you, yeah. whatever you say in the corner, but yeah. he actually takes How instruction. Is
8: that? As a trainer, well, oh, these guys are, yeah.
9: Family
10: <laughs> Kyle put 10 years on me,
8: <laughs> <laughs>
9: honestly, because you can you, you see day in, day out in the gym yeah. how good they are, how talented yeah. they are, yeah. and then they go in there and throw <laughs> it all out the window <laughs> and I just think they're rocky barbowa. The, the,
8: the monkey emoji, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it,
9: yeah. I've had it with a, a
11: fighter where we d- we weren't getting on going into the fight because our alpha maleness was just clashing all the time, and that's when I learned a lot from him. You've got sometimes you got to back away. But in the corner, I'm talking to, him and he's looking at me like I want to knock you out. <laughs> and <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> just pushed him that way out to the opponent to take it out on him. It's so hard. It is very it hard. Is. Uh, really
9: also, it's, it's so Imagine rewarding talents. then when when you get a fighter who goes in there and f- you know sticks to the game plan and he's able to carry it yeah. out. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the, it's real nice. <laughs> for I'm sure.
8: Um, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Uh, you're all going to be on the podcast later on. You can download that on iTunes. I'll be keeping my eye on you two throughout the day. There will be a rematch announced at the end of the day. No, it's not going to happen. Might do a charity one. See you next week. Sky Sports, feel it all.